Hey everyone, uh, welcome to the Good News Podcast. Today's episode is uh, really, it, it's a Mother's Day episode in many ways. We just believed it was the right time to lift up the, the role of, of moms, the, the role of women in our world today. And I couldn't think of anyone better to have this conversation with. This is a conversation with Tasha Budai. Tasha wears many, many hats. She uh, plays different roles in her home, in the community. And I think you are gonna be incredibly inspired by this conversation. She talks about, in a very real way, the challenges of juggling all of these things, but does it in such a beautiful way. I was really uh, grateful for the way that she talked about the role of God in her life and how her faith really enables, empowers, helps her live into all that she needs to do. The idea of grace came up, which you can't talk enough about grace. Friends, I think you're gonna be really encouraged by this episode. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on the Good News Podcast today. And uh, we have someone who is a very good friend of mine, part of our church here at NBUC, and both a leader in her home and in her community. And uh, Tasha, just so, so glad to have you on the podcast Thank today you. and really excited about this, this really conversation. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for cool. having me. For sure. Well, um, as in the introduction, um, you have a number of different roles that you play in life these days, and one certainly is uh, uh, being a mom. Yes. <laughs> so it, tell us, let's dive into that. Like, t- Tell us about what it's like to be a mom these days from your experience, some of the challenges, uh, you know, some of yeah. the joys, um, and then, you know, we'll kind of get into how do you do that and... Um, work outside the home as well in a role Mm. that's really a significant role that you play in this community. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I have to say that my role as mom is by far the best. Mm. And when I think about the legacy I leave behind when my life is over, those three kids are are what I look to as Mm. that piece of me carrying on in my life. And it's such a significant part of who I am that it's something that I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing, you know? Mm. And so when we talk about motherhood, the big thing that comes to mind for me is the weight of that. Mm. There's a significant weight, I think, that as mothers we carry. And from my experience, that's been how I have felt. Mm. And, you know, with mothering, Mm. um, just wanting to make sure that I'm doing the best I can and I'm planting seeds in these little people that are grow going to grow into something beautiful and mm-hmm. and that they're going to grow in the in the right way and in the right direction. And I think it's a funny time as people because we have a lot of differences in how in which we were raised. Mm-hmm. And you know, my husband and I Ryan talk about this a lot that we're really the first generation of parents that have social media as mm. part of our life. Yeah. And when we look at mothering, that's been a really interesting component of being a mom. And it can be a blessing and not so much a blessing at the same time. It's kind of like this way of looking into other people's lives and the expectations that you might have on yourself as a mom. Mm. And there's this comparison game that can happen sometimes that Mm. can make you feel like you're not, Mm -hmm. you know, adding up to what everyone else is doing. And I think that's one of the beautiful things that I love so much about having God in my life is Mm. because it helps to turn away from Mm. what I might think that I want or need Mm -hmm. as a mother versus what God really wants me to do in my life. And when I think about you know, the joys of motherhood, there are a lot of sacrifices at the same time. Mm, You know, mm -hmm. there's sacrifices of your body, of your time, of your sleep, Mm -hmm. of your identity, of who you were before you were a parent, you know? And it's really, it's really a, a funny pairing really of this joy and also overwhelm all at the same time. Oh yeah. And I don't think there's ever been an experience I've had where you get kind of thrown into life at such warp speed (laughs) and it's either sink or swim, you know? For sure. And um, I think that's 
beautiful and hard yeah, all at yeah. the same time, yeah. you know? No, every once in a while I hear someone talk about becoming a parent, they're planning it and, yeah. and they're, they're hitting in that season of their life. And, and once in a while I'll hear people say, oh, we're going to become parents, but but everything's going to stay the same. Nothing's right. going to change. I'm like, oh, just wait. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's bad, but it changes. That's it's different. Like you said, there's lots of yeah. um, change, sacrifice, you know, th- those those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, maybe, Tasha, just how old your kids are. I, I sure. realize it would be helpful for people to know that. Uh, and then, and then, love to hear a little bit about you mentioned about about getting it right and not getting it right. You know, yeah. I think we let, like it'd be fun to be real about with that because I think yeah. we all live in that world of some days you feel like you got it all together and mm-hmm. you have these moments where like you know like yeah. I rock, man. Yeah, like I'm, you know, and then some days you have those days where like, oh no, really like I hope I'm not destroying them. <laughs> like, you know, like that kind of, kind of yeah. thing. So yeah, yeah just the ages of your kids and it's just, just yeah. the, the gamut of experiences on that roller coaster ride of, of what it feels sure. like sometimes to be a mom. Yeah. So we have three, like I said, and our oldest is 11. She's mm-hmm. our daughter, only daughter. And then we have two sons and our middle one is nine and our youngest one is four. He'll be five in mm-hmm. June this year, which is bananas mm-hmm. because I feel like, you know, I was just pregnant with Noah when I exactly. kind of first started coming here. Yeah. So it's been cool to him to kind of be around here so long. Um, so the funny thing about those ages is that our daughter's kind of moving into teenagehood, mm-hmm. you know, preteen time. Yeah. So... <laughs> As soon as you, this is the the kind of funny thing about parenthood is that you think that you've got it all sorted out, right? And then they flip it on you and then you're, I don't know what I'm doing again. You know, that happens as they're babies and then each stage they go through and then, you know, you kind of think that you got it all together and then something changes. So we're going through that season now where okay. things are starting to change for her a little bit and trying to navigate that, you know, um, but in all of this, I think that when we're parents and especially mothering, everything is rooted in love mm. and rooted in what you want is the best for your kids. Mm. And But life happens, right? And yeah. we go through ebbs and flows of trials and times that are really good and really high and then times that are really low, you know, really low. Mm-hmm. And so I worry a lot about Am I doing enough? Am I Mm. giving them enough of my time? Am I investing enough in even small things like their reading and their ability to do their own laundry? Am I planting the seeds I'm supposed to at the right time? Am I being too hard on them? Am I I being too loose on things? Are they respecting me enough? Or how are they going to be as parent? Like Mm. all Mm. the the big questions, right? Yeah, Yeah, all Mm -hmm. the big questions. And it's heavy Mm -hmm. to carry that load. And it can be really overwhelming. And when I had our youngest, or or, sorry, our oldest two, God wasn't in my life at all. Mm. And so to compare my life now Mm. with carrying all of those worries versus when I had the other two and I didn't have God in my life at all, it's remarkable the weight that God lifts Mm. with that Mm -hmm. for me. And how much he is a part of my life as a mother Mm. and how he's really guiding me through Mm. it. And when I worry about all of those things, you know, sometimes I joke and say, what are some of the things they're going to say that mom really did to mess me up? You know, like we all are human for sure, and we all make mistakes, you know, and we all have moments where we didn't do so good or we didn't say the thing in the right way or we maybe talk too loud mm-hmm. or maybe we got too angry over mm-hmm. something, you know, it's yeah. just life. It's yeah. just the way life is. And when I have those moments, I used to feel really, really low about mm. them. And now I, when I wonder if I'm doing okay, I just pray about that. Mm. And when I don't have answers for things, when the kids come to me with these big life questions, I'll say, that's a great question. We should ask God about that because I don't know, (laughs) you know? And so he's kind of in the journey with me, which feels really comforting, Mm -hmm. really comforting. Love to to hear more about that because I think some people um, wonder, okay, uh, how do you include God in your life? How do you Mm -hmm. include... God, in in this case, in your role as a as a mom, as a, as a parent, and mm-hmm. and what does yeah, what does that look like? What what kinds of things do you do to try to open yourself up to God? Uh, yeah. What does that look like? Um, and then and then maybe even a little bit more on 
on the impact that that has on you mentioned about the worry mm. um, but what are what are what are what are some of the other ways that by including opening up your life to god mm-hmm. um you just find as you said you you parent differently yeah. than you had before before that yeah well i think god's just a part of our home environment mm. we talk about god a lot mm. and when things come up like i said and we don't know what to do we talk about how we pray about those things and God guides the way. Mm. And the interesting thing about me being like a newer Christian mm. and the kids, we're kind of on equal playing fields in our faith mm. because I'm so new in that and they're kind of growing along with me. And so I talk about some of the things that, you know, mommy doesn't know the answer to those things. And I don't really know how we should go about doing this, but I know we can talk to God about anything we don't have to ask in a very specific way. We just Mm. talk to him like he's a person, Mm. like he loves us, just tell him how you feel. Mm. And so that's what I kind of model for them. Um, And then I have seen moments where um, our middle son, Grayson in particular, has really picked up on that. And there's been times I've walked into his room and he'll be up on, like leaning up on his bed praying. Mm. And it's just like, wow, that's Mm. so cool. Mm. That's so cool. Um, And Mm. so... With with having those conversations, it just really normalizes that yeah. as part of their life. And those are the things I hope carry on with them far beyond when I'm not, not here anymore, mm. you know? Mm. And, you know, a simple way to explain how that has become part of our life is, you know, I recently got into school, which was really exciting, but also a really big decision and one where this whole guilt and worry really mm. popped up for me because I felt like it was the right time, but my kids are young. What if this takes me away from them too much? What if what they remember of this time is that mommy wasn't there for me and I really needed her? And so I was worried that, is this the right time? Is this a selfish decision? Is this good for our family? Um, And it's funny how, you know, we met Mm -hmm. about this whole thing, but it's funny how when you pray about those things and people come into your life to kind of help guide you in the right direction and doors open and doors close. Mm. And, you know, it's about being able to be able to recognize what's going on. Mm. And then I just talk to the kids about how that's happening in my own life to help them to notice those things within their own, you know, but the weight of parenting it's just, I think it can really crush you mm-hmm. if you don't have a support or if you don't have God in your life or if you don't have something you lean on mm-hmm. because the decisions are so monumental and so big and important. And it's hard to mm-hmm. carry that all. If you're a single mother, that's a whole other dynamic mm-hmm. to everything you have to carry. If you're going through mental illness at the same time while mothering, which mm-hmm. has been an experience of mine, and mm-hmm. if you don't have support in that, that's even worse, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. there's elements of you where you're struggling so much yourself and then having to care for and invest in other people when you're kind of drowning mm-hmm. on your own, mm-hmm. you know? So having God in my life with all of this mm-hmm. has helped like a raft mm-hmm. in a busy awesome. bit of water, <laughs> you know? Keeping you afloat, Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, no, it doesn't make the ride less bumpy yeah, yeah but it keeps me afloat yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's uh, awesome and and what i'm hearing too is it, it impacts how you enter into all of that yeah. it's going to be there's going to be busy it's going to be intense it's going to be hard lots of days but how how do you live within that i love how naturally you're sharing god with your family you know just yeah. thinking it you talk about legacy earlier on and yeah. and they're going to have their own decisions to make uh-huh. um they do already it doesn't matter what age we are but they'll as we get older, they get even bigger. And for them mm-hmm. to have modeled for them, you coming to God, to prayer, to look for some help and support and guidance with those decisions. Mm-hmm. I can just imagine them one day doing that as well, hopefully. And what a, what a great so. seeds that you're planting, you know, for, for, yeah. for not just today, but for the future. It, it's it's awesome. I, I'm One thing I'm curious about is um, how you yourself spend time with God. Because, you know, being 
a young mom, mm-hmm. um, I can imagine that there's lots going on in your house most days, you know, yes. and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think I, I hear that as a challenge for all of us because mm-hmm. life is so busy, but particularly when, when, when we have young kids in particular, it can be even, even more challenging. And, and just so what does that look like as far as your, you know, your, your, your life with God? How, how do you, how do you live into that on a, a daily or weekly or whatever basis? How, however, what does that look, you know, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's so, uh, I think such a challenge for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I will say to be totally transparent, yeah. there's yeah. been periods where I'm, I'm not checking in yeah. with mm-hmm. God and I'm noticing that I'm far away from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's times where I feel like he's right there, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I feel like he's so present in my life and that things that are happening, like he's guiding me almost like I'm on something and he's just pushing me along, which feels really nice. And then other times where I feel like, are you there? You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm dragging God along with yeah. me. <laughs> Do you even care? You know? Yeah. So there's times where I have had moments like that for yeah. sure. Um, and I go through like ebbs and flows of different ways that I connect. There was a period of time where I love to do Bible journaling. Mm. And there has been other times where I've been really focused on worship music. Mm. And so I would have those things on while I was thinking about stuff and just having God present in around us, you know, um, coming to church has been a huge component mm. of that for me and for us. Mm-hmm. So during the pandemic, that was really hard mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. of just having that distance, mm-hmm. you know? So it's been so nice being able to come mm-hmm. back in person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important for the kids too, you know, when we talk about modeling, having God in yeah. our life, being able to be present is so cool. Um, and like I said, there's times where we, like I just talk aloud. The one really cool thing I love about our church is that there's not this push to have this, you know, structured way of mm. speaking to God. Just come to him mm. as you are, mm. you know? Mm. And that was really comforting for me because before I felt really conflicted, like, mm. am I supposed to kneel a certain way? Am I supposed mm. to say, am I supposed to say a salutation mm. <laughs> in a certain mm. way? Mm-hmm. Do I have to end it in a certain way? And sometimes it's just like chatting with a friend, mm, mm-hmm. you know, or like split moments where I'm going to do something and I'm starting to feel really worried about it or nervous. And then I'll just be like, man, God, you got to have my back. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you got to have my back. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. Please give me the words, yeah. you know, or something comes up for the kids. Then we'll just say something quick mm-hmm. to kind of just have God present in the moment. Mm. But then there's times when I'm not, sure. I'm yeah. not doing that, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, but I will say is that when, God enters those things, it's a whole lot easier. Mm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a whole lot easier. Mm, yeah. Cool. Oh, thanks, Tasha. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's another piece that's really huge in your life mm-hmm. as far as your work life. Um, yeah. Uh, working in the social work field, it can be very mm-hmm. demanding mm-hmm. Um, from a time perspective, but also from a, an emotional, yeah. you know, energy perspective. And and so, um, yeah, I think it'd be really helpful to hear how do you, how do you juggle all of that how do you manage that your role as a mom um your role in the in the in you know out, outside of the home as far as in, in the work force as as in the social work area how do you how do you juggle that how do you how do you manage that and uh, yeah i haven't always managed it well mm-hmm. to be honest and it's taken time to create some boundaries not just about my own time, but even boundaries around my heart, mm. you know, mm-hmm. around my own space, my own yeah. person. Um, it's it's an art that I think a lot of people that go into the helping field have to learn, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think you go into that profession because you want to help people so much, but you also have to fill yourself up too and take care of yourself because you can't help others if you're not doing well. And if I'm not investing my time in my own kids, you know, how can I go off and feel mm-hmm. good about investing so much time in other people's children, you know? So, you know, I work primarily with families and kids are always part of those families that I work with. And there's been times, you know, and Ryan and I do similar work. And so he works with kids too. And so we often worry at some point, will our kids say, you were gone so much and you did so much with other people's kids and you weren't here for us. That's not something they've ever said to Mm. us, but it's these worries you have, right? About like, is that going to be what they remember? And so it's been about figuring out 
where is my time when I'm there? And then when I'm home, I'm just mom, Mm. you know? And it's about kind of taking off that hat and that recognizing that I'm not the only one that's in that family's life. Mm. And, you know, for me, I am the only one here for them. I'm their only mom Mm -hmm. and that they need to be my priority. And there's been times where I've had to take off work because the kids have needed me and knowing that that's a priority, they come first, Mm -hmm. you know, before anything else. And just being able to figure out how to balance my time Mm -hmm. to be most efficient. And, you know, when I'm away from home, that makes sure that when I am home, my time with them is is valued, right? Mm-hmm. Like my time with them is is important and that we're doing things that are fostering connection and family and love and attention. Mm-hmm. And there has been times where my work has been emotionally really difficult and it has impacted me. Mm-hmm. And when I would come home, I, you know, it's like I had nothing left mm. just because something was really hard that I saw or that I did or something that, mm-hmm. you know, an interaction I had. And I'm just honest about those things. Mm. You know, the mm-hmm. kids know what I do for work, but they don't entirely understand, sure. right? Because yeah. they're kids. But I'll just say, you know, mommy had a really sad day or mommy had a really hard conversation with someone and they were really sad or that made me feel really sad. And, you know, sometimes when we feel that way, you need a little bit of space and mommy needs to lie in bed for a couple of hours tonight okay. or, you know, yeah. like I can't go to the park today, but I will do it on X and X day, mm. you know? And just, I think honesty with our kids, they know way more than we give Absolutely. them credit for. Yeah. And sometimes if you just tell them a version of the truth that's appropriate for them and their age, they get it, mm-hmm. you know, they love you. Mm-hmm. They want to make sure you're okay too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we model those things, it helps them to learn how to have boundaries and that Absolutely. it's okay to have bad days and it's okay to have rest days and that we don't need to go, go, go all the time. Yeah. And, you know, I'm mommy's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Mommy's human just like them, mm-hmm. you know? I love so, I love the the transparency with them, the honesty yeah. with them, you know, just to, to name, hey, it's, it's, it was a rough day and I, I just don't have it in me to do some of the things that we might normally do tonight. And, and yeah, that's what, what, what do you do um, when you're, when you've reached that point? Cause, cause sometimes it could be from parenting. <laughs> sometimes it could be from, you know, work. Um, mm-hmm. But, but especially when you've got both of those things going on, you know, in, in, in your life, at such a um, significant level. Um, we can reach that, you know, depleted time where we just, I just don't have anything left. What, what do you do? What, what's helpful for you, Tasha, to, to kind of refill, to, to really get healthy again or be more fully energized? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, the interesting thing with me is that I, part of my work is to help people cope with stuff. And it took me a really long time to take my own advice, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I it's try, good for them. I try, yeah. I try to take my own advice. Cool. And we all have people that wrap around us that love us. And so in those moments, I reach out to them. You mm. know, we talk about how I'm doing and if they need, if I need help with anything or if I need help with the kids. Um, and when the kids were really young, you know, like our, our oldest two are only 21 months apart, which mm. is really hard. Wow. Yeah. It was really hard. And there were times when I would just be at a breaking point um, that you would just in a crib and I'd go into the bathroom and I'd have a cry. And then I'd come out and start anew, you know, like sometimes you just have to have a reset yeah. of figuring out there's like the pressures when the kids are really young is really different. The pressures when they're a little older now that they're a little older, I can kind of give them something to do and mm. say, mommy needs like a little bit of a break, you know? But I think reaching out to the people that you trust and that love you and that are there to support you, um, to talk about what's on your heart and what you're struggling with is so important. And then, like I was saying before, like those are the moments that you say to God, like I'm drowning right now. Mm. Like I need you to help me out you know, I can't do this if you don't help me here. Mm -hmm. And that's a big conversation that I had with God when I was coming back from a break that I was on for work. 
And I said, if you want me here, if this is where I'm supposed to be, then you need to help me out. Like you need to help me have space and time to be present within my home because that is so important to me. And you need to protect my heart and you need to protect me when I go out there mm-hmm. and bring the people into my life that you know that I'm the, that I'm at their service to help them. Mm-hmm. And if this is where you want me to be, <laughs> I, had a, I had a hard conversation with him. I said, this is what I need. And it was helpful. And when those times are hard, then I say to him, hey, man, you're not keeping up with your bargain. <laughs> this is hard right now. And, and so what, what happens for you? Uh, what happened in that experience where he said, hey, this, this is supposed to happen, then yeah. I'm going to need your help. And and so what 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 happened for you uh, out of that prayer, out of that experience? I don't know how to explain it, Jamie. It's yeah. like he parted water for me. Wow. And that sounds magical and, and unreal. It really does. But... I swear he has found a way Mm. to make it so that I feel safe in my work, Mm. so that the people that are coming into my life, I have a purpose there. There has been moments where I've been introduced to people and that that's not being something that, you know, is safe because we live too close to home or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, right? Mm -hmm. And something has shifted and moved. Mm. Relationships have changed. Even something as simple as someone was hired to sit beside me and we became the best of friends and having her like come into my life that in and of itself was like mm. like a like a life raft in the water mm. like when i was having a hard time she'd be there for me vice versa awesome. he brought people into my life to mm. keep me afloat and when i had really hard things go on people would come and they'd help me and i would do the same for them it was like a community wrapped around me and I don't know if I never noticed it before. Mm. And it was just this, you know, thing that came off my eyes and I saw the world in a different way. But I swear it was not like that when I didn't have God in my life. Mm. And so I don't know how to put it into words. Yeah, well, I think you just did a really good job of it, to be honest. Yeah, no, that was amazing. (laughs) Yeah, maybe sometimes even seeing things that were already there, but you just didn't notice them. I think God sometimes awakens us to what's already there sometimes, eh? And there's, if you will, almost miraculous, life-changing, transformative activity just in that. Uh, Yeah. 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 Well, you make an interesting point because I think when I try to articulate how God has helped me in parenthood, Mm -hmm. I think it's very much centered around that I'm not alone. Mm, I'm not alone in raising my kids. I'm not alone in my work outside the home. I'm not alone in these big life choices I need to make. Like he is there guiding me through Mm -hmm. it all. Mm -hmm. And so when I need someone, he will bring someone to me. If I don't have the words to speak, he will help me find Mm -hmm. the right ones. Mm -hmm. Um, he'll kind of guide me when I'm going off path, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he makes, he gives me this sense of peace and comfort that, you know, if you make mistakes, I'll forgive you in that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my children are not just mine. They're his ultimately, Mm -hmm. and I'm here to help guide them in their life. And Mm -hmm. he's helping me do that, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm and he loves them far beyond I ever, Mm -hmm. I ever could, Mm -hmm. you know? And same with me. He loves me beyond Mm -hmm. anyone ever could. Mm -hmm. You know, so how's he going to steer me wrong? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You know, that's, uh, that's awesome. I I just, the word grace is coming up as you're, as you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That grace with ourselves, grace from God, grace with one another. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very much. Absolutely. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. It is really cool. It is really cool. Really cool. Uh, the idea of grace extends, I think, you know, to, to each other as well. You know, we can, mm-hmm. we can be, um, representatives of God, if you will, and, and sharing that grace in, 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 in providing space for people to, um, be supported and strengthened. And, and I thinking, you know, as we're talking about being a mom, mm-hmm. being in leadership and in, in the workforce, uh, just, just, you know, doing what you need to do like day in, day out, week in, week out, um, my sense is there there is for whatever reason right or wrong more i would say wrong but maybe i don't know i just want to be careful how i say this but there's a difference sometimes for for men and women mm-hmm. you know and the expectations um and so i guess the idea of grace is i'd like to ask how can we all be human together how can we support um uh 
moms, you know, who are trying to to, to juggle and, and make it work in a way that maybe we all don't have to for whatever reason. How can we support our partners mm-hmm. in, in ways that just help provide grace through us? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to maybe hear a bit about that. And and I think, you know, we all hopefully have our, our, our open ears and hearts and how can we live <laughs> into this together? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a pretty big question. Mm-hmm. So I don't have all the answers to mm-hmm. that, but... I think that there there needs to be an acknowledgement of the history of women mm-hmm. and what women have had to endure for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And even with, you know, even in today's age, there's this understanding of women going out into the workforce and working outside the home, but there's this idea of like still work within the home Mm -hmm. and that sometimes that's not equally divvied up, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and that in a lot of ways, even now, like the mental load of motherhood is significant, Mm -hmm. you know, even simple things like, you know, moms are normally the ones that remember the birthdays and Mm -hmm. getting the presents for people and creating the magic and holidays and remembering the last time the kids went to the dentist and when was last time they got the needles Mm -hmm. done. All of that creates Mm -hmm. space that is taken up in the brain, right? Mm -hmm. And takes away from our ability to to have space to do other things Mm -hmm. and just the freedom to be able to have our own identity, have Mm -hmm. our own things that we're interested in. And even simple things like sleep, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like being the ones to wake up, especially if you're nursing a baby and, you know, sleep psychosis is a real thing, Jamie. Mm. Like, I remember <laughs> you saying, I remember you oh. doing a sermon and mm. saying that you took some of the kids off to the mm. coffee shop when they were young so that Katrina could sleep at mm-hmm. home. And I was like, those are the simple things that make mm-hmm. such a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And that's the way you show love. And that's the way you show grace, right? Or mm-hmm. bringing a meal to someone that has been having a hard time mm-hmm. or when they have a new baby. And I think something we've lost along the way is that um, there's this idea that like as soon as moms have their kids, that they can just get off and get moving and mm. get on with life. And mm-hmm. and that she very much needs to be mothered herself in mm-hmm. that time, in that season of her life, mm-hmm. right? And that we used to be in big communities yeah. where we'd all support each other. And now when everyone's working, no one's home during the day, yeah. you know, and it can be lonely mm-hmm. in those moments, you know? So I think understanding how far we have come, which is amazing, mm-hmm. you know, it is amazing. Mm-hmm. The life my grandmother would talk about is very different mm-hmm. than the life I have today. And my daughter's life will be very different than yeah. the one that I grew up in, right? Yeah. Like there's huge strides that we have made that is like incredible, Mm -hmm. but there's still things that have carried on from the past that are still a challenge, you know, like women are held back in a lot of ways because of the weight of that. Mm -hmm. And so I think bringing it into the light is a helpful thing Mm -hmm. and, um, and having those moments to to care for each other mm-hmm. and to support each other. And when women don't have a community that we wrap around them yeah. so that they're not alone, right? Because there's a piece where God guides us and we don't feel alone in that, but there's a big portion of us as humans yeah. being able to wrap around people too. That's so important, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, and I think a big one too is just finding out like how are moms really doing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And that's where I talk about the social media being difficult because it's like, it's like a big keeping up with the Joneses, right? Mm. Like if you're struggling as a mom and then you go online and everyone's got Mm. this pristine life with these white kitchens and this pantry that's all done and, you know, all the kids stuff is sorted out and you just can't even shower because your kids have colic and you can't sleep and you're all alone, like... It can be a lonely place, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so recognizing the pressures of that. And I think that's where God comes in because he really helps guide me in knowing like what is the truth here and what isn't, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And where is my 
time and investment going to lie in and what isn't it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think naming the past and then also working towards fixing some of those things in the future. And the one thing I will say that I really love about you and your leadership is I feel like you have done a beautiful job when there's been concerns, like bringing them out into the light. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've noticed that many times where mm-hmm. even the Easter service, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like you're talking yeah. about the role of women yeah. Yeah. and that this being a concern for a lot of women in church, right? Yeah. Like where do I fit in all of yeah. this? That yeah. can be really confusing as a mm-hmm. Christian, right? Mm-hmm. And um and you name it yeah. and you call it out and you bring it into the light, yeah. right? You help people to understand. You've done that with gender inequality. You've done yeah. that with racial inequality. There's a lot of things yeah. that have come out, right? Where yeah. we learn and grow and you name that. Yeah, I think that's for, so wonderful. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's, it's, yeah. um, oh boy, it's, it's really important. Yeah, it it's is. It's important to us. I mean, if we want to talk about what it means to be a follower of Jesus, like it's, 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 we are all human. We're all, you know, we're all, um, equal. And, and I wonder if we could talk a bit about, um, cause it's one thing to say it, you know, like, yeah, okay, we're all equal and we should be all equal. We need to make some change. But I think, I think sometimes we don't know what to do. Like really, you know, even, even if we agree to that, which hopefully I hope people do, mm-hmm. <laughs> I sure hope they do. Um, and, and so for me, one of the things that's been really important is, as you say, to acknowledge it, to be aware of it. And when you're aware of it, all of a sudden you start seeing it. So, so, you know, here would be an example for me. I, I, my guess is, unfortunately, you probably have way more examples because you you will be even more aware of them than I can be, though I'm trying as hard as I can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But like, I'd read something recently about how sometimes when, when, when maybe women aren't represented around the table as much as, as we would like, especially in those situations, sometimes their voices aren't heard. And Mm -hmm. I was at a meeting, I'm not going to name where or when. But it was like, oh my gosh, people aren't hearing what this incredible, brilliant individual has to say, and and so I, I didn't I didn't make a big deal about it then. It didn't it, for whatever reason I didn't feel like right. There, but I, I I just made sure that can we circle back because I think this person had something that was really, really helpful. I don't know if we heard it, right? And it was just like, mm. the temperature in the room just changed. And this person just like lit up, like it was oh, so wow. awesome. It was so awesome. But everybody yeah. else heard it differently. Now, I dream of the day where I don't need to do that or shouldn't have to. But for me, what was really empowering was being aware of it um, and then actually doing something about it. And I think, you know, so what are some of the things, you know, that, that as you think about, um, women in the workplace and how we can really try to develop more equality in our leadership together. What are, uh, you know, what are some of those kinds of things where just maybe watch for this, you know, not only watch for this, but maybe hear something that, that we can do that because it's us together naming and changing and bringing about this kind of impact. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful example you just gave. And I think you gave like a wonderful kind of footprint for some of the things that are really needed. Mm -hmm. And you highlighted the importance of men, Mm -hmm. you know, and men's role in changing a lot of the experiences of women, Mm because we can't do it on our own, right? Mm -hmm. And some voices are heard much louder than others around specific Mm -hmm. issues. And so when it's just women leading the Mm -hmm. way in that, some people can't hear that, Mm -hmm. you know? And Mm -hmm. so the fact that you created space for that person and acknowledge that they have something important to say, that they're deserving of being there and they need space to be able to do that. And you created that space for them. Mm-hmm. That's the type of thing we need in mm-hmm. all spaces, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that where women, their voice is valued, their opinions are valued, and that they're welcome at the table. And this makes me think about Alpha very much mm-hmm. because if you haven't been in Alpha, you should because <laughs> it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing I loved so much about Alpha was this focus on that each of us are given gifts. Mm. And if that's the foundation of Christianity, and then you have a whole set of people that aren't included in conversations or in meetings or developing things, all of those gifts are lost, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If we Mm -hmm. all come with something important, then you have to understand that's valuable, right? Mm -hmm. And so if certain people can't, their gifts can't shine, then there's, other people's jobs is creating space for them to glow, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the role, a significant role of men, Mm -hmm. of just being able to notice those things in those spaces like you did Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then also recognizing the experiences of women and listen, mm. right? Just be open to hearing what women have gone through. And that doesn't mean that you personally did something wrong, mm-hmm. but there are systems in place that kind of put men at a different spot. Yeah. Like if we're all on a, a track, yeah. you know, just because you're born a certain way, you're ahead of the line. And there's a lot of discrepancies in mm-hmm. that, whether you're a certain ethnicity or a certain religion, you're a certain gender, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like there's ways in which our our world is set up that's not fair, right? That's definitely not in the view of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that it's our job to be able to create a more equal playing field. Mm-hmm. But we can't know if something's broken if we don't listen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And those conversations sometimes are really hard to have. Mm-hmm. And they can feel really uncomfortable, but they're important because that's where healing comes, Mm -hmm. right? And that's Mm -hmm. where real change comes out Mm -hmm. of. And so there's so many different examples that women have shared along the way. Mm -hmm. But I think the big piece in all of that is just being able to listen, to grow yourself Mm -hmm. and to be committed to being part of the change, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And if you stumble or fall along the way, we all make mistakes, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. You learn from it. Grace, you step we're back, back to grace up. again, aren't we? Yeah, for go. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, I totally agree. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because I think sometimes people can be afraid to say the wrong thing or ask the, you know, and yeah. and just yeah, no. Um, any effort is better than no effort, <laughs> for exactly. sure, right? And, exactly. And people will see that. And um, the idea of listening, I think that's, that's that you're onto something there. You know what I mean? Like, because we don't really understand what someone's no. been through until we stop to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we can listen proactively by asking good questions, mm-hmm. right? And so even just from your own experience, uh, let's say you're um, in, a, in a, a week or a particular day where, yeah, you know what, everything has kind of fallen off the rails. And it mm-hmm. is, re- you know, and, and, and you could use some support, you could use some grace, you could use some love, you could use some understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be some of the questions that, that someone could ask you to try to hear about that, to try to mm. listen for that and then respond in whatever way. Sometimes listening is enough actually, but sometimes there's something to do as well as you listen. But what would be even the questions that someone <laughs> could ask you that would be helpful? I can tell you something very specific to my own relationship with my husband. Mm. And I don't know if all men are this way, but he wants to fix things Mm. and that's not what I need, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if that's just how men and women are different. There's a book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. It's long, it's an old (laughs) book, but that's exactly at the core of that book. We're different in a lot of ways. We have different gifts, right? Like, and that's the beautiful thing. But, you know, I think a really important question, and I try to do this with a lot of people, Mm -hmm. is are you needing me just to listen right now or is there something I can do to help you? Mm. And so that really sets the stage to be able to have an understanding of, am I just needing to get out what's on my heart out of my body? Mm-hmm. Do I just need to complain? Do I just need to think out loud? Or am I really coming to you because mm-hmm. I need your advice, I need your guidance, or I need you to help me fix this? Mm-hmm. Those are two very different conversations, mm-hmm. right? That's really good. And women process things yeah. in a very different way, you know? Yeah. And sometimes we just need an emotional support and that we don't need saving. We just need to be able to process what's going on. And so that's a big one for me. Like, mm-hmm. do you just need me to listen? Or are you wanting me to help in some way? And if the answer is I want you to help in some way, then how am I best to help you? Mm-hmm. What is it that you need from me? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. don't just make assumptions that mm-hmm. I want you to fix something. I always mm-hmm. say this to him because mm-hmm. that's, that that's where he jumps to, right? Like, how am I going to fix this for you? Yeah. You know? Oh, I totally really. I, 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 I just can't hear this and not have Brian be the only one under the bus here. So this, you know, I, I, I yeah, I think this it is. is. I think like there to? is. You know, I hate to stereotype, but I think there often is. Like I know, you know, yeah, for sure, the a, yeah. a, 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 a temptation as a man to try to fix things, whatever mm-hmm. for whatever reason. So, I, yeah, I can't wait to go home and try this out because we'll yeah, I'm goes. so easily just moved to the fix and hear suggestion yeah. and yeah, yeah. Well, and it works with yeah. kids too. Yeah, yeah. like. You know, we as parents, I think we don't want our kids to be in pain. Yeah. We don't want them to go through yeah. hardship. 
But sometimes they just want to talk about mm-hmm. what's going on and they don't want us to interfere. Yeah. They want to deal with it on their own. Yeah. You know, I don't want to hear what mom thinks about that. I just want to tell you what happened at school day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've tried to really implement that in all areas of my life and I have found it to be really successful. But I think something else too is that um, being really present mm-hmm. and you don't have to say anything, but just being there and say, I care about what you're going through. Do you want to talk to me about it? Mm -hmm. And um, just being open to hearing what they have to say and to sit in people's pain, Mm -hmm. right? It Mm -hmm. can be an uncomfortable place to be, especially if you don't have a role in fixing that or making that better for them. But I think women in particular and mothers in particular really need that to feel heard in their very unique experience, Mm -hmm. right? Mm And um, and to mm. be able to not have shame around what might be coming out of that. And one of the hard things about mothering is that if you are having a hard time in that season of your life, which has been hidden away for a long time, right? You go through miscarriage or infertility, or you have a child and it's not going at all like you thought, or you have like you know postpartum depression, anxiety, all of those things that can come along with that journey. Being able to talk openly about those things is a huge saving grace, mm-hmm. I think, for a lot of people that are struggling mm-hmm. and just knowing that there's no shame here yeah. in this space with me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that you can be honest about how you're doing mm-hmm. and there's no judgment here, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you. I, this has been so helpful I know, oh, for good. me. I hope it's helpful for everybody that's I listening so. and watching. And just as you talk about listening and being present, that, that sense of just not, you, 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 you're not alone when someone's with yeah. you. You talk about God being with you earlier, yes. but people can also be with you um, through listening and being present. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that can be um, sometimes um, one of the most important things we need. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just oh. not being alone, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks, yeah. Tasha. I want to close with a little good news, rapid fire, yeah. if we could here today. I would love that. Yeah, for sure. So what's the best thing going on in your home these days? Well, I was mentioning that I got into school recently. So that's been a really big thing in our family right now. You know, mommy's going to school at the same time that the kids are. So that's been really cool that we've been talking about. And I was just sharing with everyone before we came on, we're going to Disney soon, which is super exciting, trip of a lifetime. So we're really excited about that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What's the best thing going on in your community, in your neighborhood? Yeah. So really cool things happen at my work. So I work at a location called Safe Center Appeal, which is a one-stop location for women that are impacted by intimate partner violence. Mm. All victims of intimate partner violence are allowed to come there and there's services that are going to wrap around people. But um, women are are predominantly impacted by intimate partner violence. So the majority of people we service are moms. Mm -hmm. And so the really cool thing that happened over the pandemic is that Peel Police has started a specialized intimate partner violence team and they are now housed with us at Safe Center. And so now people can come and report incidences of domestic violence in in an area that feels comforting and Mm. with police officers in plain clothes, on couches, Mm. not in a, you know, regular police station exactly Mm -hmm. like in a more comforting setting Mm -hmm. and that um and then all the other services that are there can wrap around that person in support and love to help them through a really difficult time so it's been a long time in the making a lot has had to go together for that to happen i'm really proud of everything everyone's doing there Mm -hmm. so i think it's going to help a lot of people Mm -hmm. i'm excited to be a part of it that's very cool that's very cool okay last one best thing happening in our world today I think the best thing is that things are starting to open up and that we're starting to be around each other again. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. those simple things that we took for granted before in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways has changed. I think the pandemic for me has helped me really, you know, notice what's important in life and togetherness and family and friendship and love is really Mm -hmm. what our life is you know, centered around mm. and being able to come back to church, being able to see each other again. Mm-hmm. Man, it's been great. I mm. went to a children's birthday party recently <laughs> and just seeing the joy on their face to be together as kids, yeah. you know, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So. You, you realize how good it is to to really? see people, to be with people, to, yeah. Yeah. yeah hug yeah. each other. Yeah. 
for sure. You know, sing happy birthday. <laughs> Those simple things we didn't mm. have for a long time. Mm. So, and I'm hoping that kind of creates a, a change in our world to be focused on love and mm. not so much on division. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Amen to that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, right on. Well, thanks, Stash, so much. This has been uh, just a, an incredible conversation. Love to close with prayer for for you, uh, for other moms. Uh, this is a, a Mother's Day episode in some ways, and we know it'll be listened to and watched well beyond Mother's Day, but it just felt like a good day to to hold up uh, some of the things that we've been talking about today and want to pray about them as well, if we could. Yeah, cool, cool. Hmm. Mm. Gracious God, thank you so much for for Tasha for the beautiful way that she has um, has shared today her her own experiences, her insights, um, and also the places where we're still working things out. And may that grace that we talked about be very real for her, uh, for her family, uh, for for all uh, moms and 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 parents and. Um, people who are juggling life and, and trying to make it work. May we continue to know that we are not alone, that you are certainly with us in all of this, and that we continue to work together towards a, a more equal um, society where, where all genders, all sexual orientations, all races can can be around the, the, the same tables, the right tables, voices heard, all treated with 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 mutual respect and love uh, may may love continue to rise up in in who we are and who you invite us to be so for all of this and more we give you thanks and praise oh god in jesus name we pray amen amen awesome well thanks again tasha thanks for, for being part me. of the good news podcast today yeah well, this is awesome thanks so much you're very welcome and friends thank you for joining us today pray that you've been inspired and encouraged and maybe challenged a little bit too and that's okay god go with you and be with you thanks again for being a part of our conversation today god bless you well i told you that we had the right person for this conversation isn't tasha isn't she awesome? I, I really love her honesty and and um, just the ability to articulate some very real things. She was transparent, uh, but but also really hopeful. And so, just want to say thanks again to Tasha for this conversation. I, I love that we got so real. And how can we all together? Um, male and female, all genders, all sexual orientations, all races, how can we be human together? I think a lot of things we talked about could really translate to some of these other conversations as well. How do we how do we support each other? How do we listen? The idea of, of not having to fix things all the time, um, but, but to be present with people, all of this can help us as we, again, try to be human together on this Mother's Day. What a great day to celebrate the role of women both in our life but also in our world today. So here's a little takeaway. Here's a little homework, if you will. Reach out to uh, a woman who you know and acknowledge, appreciate, thank her for the role that she's played in your life, but also in our world today. And as we do, everyone's encouraged. Everyone's inspired. It's all about good news. Thanks, friends, for being part of the Good News podcast today, the Good News family. Don't forget to join us on Instagram, Good News with Jamie Holton. Hope to see you again soon. Until then, God bless you.